is Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. Fix the damn roads was the slogan that helped carry Governor Gretchen Whitmer to victory in last year's election. Now there is a plan to do just that. The governor says a 45-cent increase in our gas tax will raise the more than $2 billion we need annually to take better care of our roads. That increase would put our state among the highest in the nation for gas taxes, but we wouldn't be bumping around on pothole-filled, dangerous roads either. Of course, the governor's plan isn't the end of the conversation. It is the beginning, and there are a lot of forces pushing back against the idea of such a big tax increase, or any tax increase at all, as an investment in infrastructure. We're joined now by Governor Whitmer to talk about what the fight ahead looks like in Lansing. Governor Gretchen Whitmer, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you. Uh, lots of people talking about how much money we pay at the pump that would not go to roads, even under your plan to raise the gas tax by 45 cents a gallon. How do you answer those criticisms? Well, the historic problem is that they built in a gas, they built in a sales tax into the pump. And um, we watched Governor Snyder and the Republicans try to remedy that years ago, and it flopped. So I'm just trying to build a budget that can actually fix the roads. And when we do it the right way, when we raise the money at the pump, it means school aid dollars that have been diverted can get back into the school aid fund. And so not only will we be rebuilding roads for a change in Michigan, but we'll also be able to make a generational investment in the education of our children, which has got to be a part of this, too. If we're going to close the skills gap, get better outcomes for our kids in our schools and fix the roads, uh, this is a real solution that I put on the table. So so one aspect of your plan would try to keep more money that we pay here in southeast Michigan, where there are many more roads than there are in other places, by going around Act 51, which is the road funding formula that we've had for a long time. I, I wonder how you figure you're going to convince rural legislators that that's okay, that, that it's okay for them to lose some of the money that they have now so that we can distribute it in places where we have more roads and more people? I, I think this is a great question because we're actually, they're not going to lose money. The new additional dollars, though, will go through a different mechanism so that we can focus on roads that are in the worst shape, and that does mean a disproportionate amount of, of that will end up going to a lot of roads that are traveled by people in southeast Michigan. The fact of the matter is a formula that is 68 years old hasn't been working for us. And when we add the amount of money it's going to take to actually fix our infrastructure, we can do it smarter, we can do it better, and in a way that improves the quality of life for more people in this state. People in Detroit are spending a lot more money than people around the rest of the state when it comes to fixing our cars because of the state of the infrastructure. And um, I'm confident we can improve everyone's life. But going um, through PA 51 and Act from 1951 is not a good long-term solution. And that's why I put one that I think will give us the chance to fix the roads that your listeners are, are driving the most. Um, I put that solution on the table and I want to get it done. So, so one of the other features of your budget plan that has gotten a lot of attention is the changes to, to, to corporate taxes. Business leaders, Republicans are saying this is an increase of the tax burden on corporations and they don't like it. Can you can you talk just for a minute about why why you think it's important to, to do that uh, and and how you convince Republicans to, to go along? 
Well, one of the concerns that I think is is real is that um, when we increase the gas taxes, there are going to be people that are going to have a hard time paying it. And that's why some of the relief that I've built in is doubling the earned income tax credit so that the working poor will actually um, get a bigger, uh, will get some money back even with the gas tax. But another mechanism was to alleviate the burden on pensioners, people that weren't um, paying taxes before the Snyder administration, mm-hmm. put the burden on them um, in exchange for the business tax relief. And so that was where the original connection was made. I believe that if we're going to give that kind of relief, we've got to make the commitment to elevate pass-through organizations to the same level of taxation that other corporations have, which is how it was historically done. And, and that is by um, a 1.7% increase. And it gives relief to seniors. Now, my friends in the business community might not be crazy about that, but they have endorsed the gas tax portion, many of them, because they recognize that the infrastructure piece and the education piece are so critical, and that's fundamental. So we're not going to agree on every part of this budget, but I think when the fundamentals are, are well done, it improves the lives of business and people, most importantly. So, so I, I want to hear you talk just a little about the negotiation process. How has that gone so far, and what do you expect we'll, we'll, we'll see in terms of the timeline? Uh, there, there's been all of this pride that's emerged from Lansing in the recent years that uh, we get the budget done before people go to Mackinac or right after. Uh, we don't go into the fall without one. Are you confident that given some of these these sticky issues that uh, that, that you have uh, to negotiate that we'll, we'll be able to do that? Well, Stephen, you know uh, that you can't find common ground if you don't get to know one another. And with term limits, it makes it incredibly hard in this ugly political environment. It's another hurdle to doing that. But I have reached out. We're doing quadrant meetings on a regular basis. That means the head of the Republican caucus and Democratic caucus in both the House and Senate and I are sitting down with and Garland Gilchrist as well as a regular matter. We're having those conversations. Um, I believe Governor Snyder and the Republicans started a great culture shift when they got budgets done before anyone went on summer break, and that's something that I'm committed to doing. It's important for our schools to know what they're going to be um, working with as they go into the fall, and we cannot afford to go back to a place where we're shutting down government. That hurts everyone in our state. So I'm committed to working until we get there, and um, I hope the legislature will stay in town and do their work, too. No one in the private sector in any other walk of life can leave work without getting the job done and go on vacation, and we shouldn't be able to either. It's something that's been good for our state and I'm committed to. And when we have our, these quadrant meetings and continue this conversation and build a coalition that can help support the legislature to take this historic vote I've asked for, we can get this done. And and then everyone can go about out and enjoy Pure Michigan after their work's done. So, so is it fair to say that these negotiations are going a little better than some of the public things we've seen? We had Senate Majority Leader Shirky say that the proposed CIT increase would be, quote, doubling down on stupid, which is not a particularly constructive way to talk about <laughs> these things. I, I don't imagine he's saying that to your face, I guess, at the Quadrant meetings. No, I actually sent him a text and, and asked him about yeah, I that. Saw that. I hope that <laughs> I hope that wasn't offensive. You know, here's the thing. You know, the the governor introduces the budget. Uh, people have to take a little while to you know talk to their constituencies, and then the hard work begins when we start hearings, and and that's started. But this is a process 
the opening comments are one thing, but we're working, I think, toward um, hopefully finding some common ground, and that's something that I'm I'm absolutely uh, focused on doing and doing it in a constructive way that is worthy of the people we represent, not um, not emulating Washington, D.C., but showing we're Michiganders first. Auto insurance is another piece of this, I think, that uh, w- with the roads in particular and the, the, the idea of tax increases, you know, if you could get a deal on auto insurance, that would lower costs for people as well. Can you catch us up on where you are with that in, in negotiating with the legislature? Sure. So uh, clearly, you know, my first and foremost objective is to get a budget done, and we've got a lot of work ahead of us to do that. Um, You know, if we ask the people of our state to make this kind of a commitment to fixing infrastructure and the kind of sacrifice it's going to require, I understand how people are linking this to maybe some relief in the form of insurance rates. And that's something that I think uh, we could have that conversation concurrently and uh, might might make a lot of sense ultimately, but we're still at the early end of this process. And so um, it's a, a goal that I share, and I think maybe there's a, some possibilities there. Okay, Governor Gretchen Whitmer. All right. As always, thanks for joining us on Detroit Today. Thank you, Stephen. Have a great day. You too. That's going to do it for us today. I will be back tomorrow, and I hope you will too. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's public radio station, a community service of Wayne State University. Also remember, if you help us out with a gift by March 24th, you will help us maybe eliminate another day of fundraising and keep all this great programming intact here at WDET. See you tomorrow.